Hi everybody and welcome to Rob Evans 365. This is day number 329 and it's a gorgeous day in Los Angeles or Anaheim, California here this morning. I'm heading up to, it's just before 7am this morning, heading up to another day of the conference. This is day five, just one more day to go after today. And I'm feeling really good today. Oh, not that I haven't been feeling good the other days, but I feel like I'm over the, the jet lag. I didn't have to take a, a uh, what do you call it, sleeping tablet last night. Um, a really late, really late, uh, late night. Last night it was, oh gosh, I would have got to bed at 1, 1 a.m. I guess. I think I walked out of the convention centre, uh, sorry, the, uh, it's at the Hilton Hotel near the convention centre. I think I must have walked out of there around, oh, it must have been 11 maybe, around 11. Uh, I, was, I was walking back uh, with a guy that uh, I met there today and then I was standing on the, the corner over the road from Denny's actually and I felt someone behind me pulling my, my bag like I carry a um, how could I describe it it's like a, a bag you put a computer in uh, and that's what I put my food and my notebooks and all that kind of stuff in there had that over my shoulder and someone was pulling that from behind and then uh, they uh, they grabbed me like wrapped their you know wrap their arm around my, over my shoulder, around the chest, and just in the way that it happened, I'm like, okay, this seems weird and unusual, and I turned around and it was somebody I knew from uh, Sydney, and he, he said he was meeting uh, some people at Denny's, and he was heading, you know, down my side of the road. I said, well, it's over the road there. He said, oh man, I didn't know I was there. Uh, so, I, so I went to Denny's, haven't been to a Denny's before. And it was so busy in there at that time of the night, my goodness. There's so many people in there, it was crazy. And, uh, well, how's this? I, I ordered a, a chicken salad, it was late, but I thought, oh, do you know what I am? It's been a long day, I'm still hungry, so I ordered a chicken salad. And after about 15 minutes, uh, they bought, you know, the other people's food and uh, said, I'm sorry, sir, there's been a, a, like a, a recall of all, you know, like salad, this particular salad, uh, because there's an E. coli outbreak in all of, you know, Southern California. He said, we have to, not taking any risks, so we have to you know, throw it out, so we have no lettuce. And so I had two concerns. First one was that, man, it took me a long time to, to tell me that. He bought everybody else's food and just with the, sorry, we have no salad. I'm like, oh. He said, do you want to order something else? By this time, it was pretty late and I said, nah, look, don't worry about it. He said, oh, I'm so sorry. I said, but I said, what, what, tell me more about this salad. But I said, I, I bought, 
well, since I've been here, I've eaten seven bags of uh, salad mix, and I got one more left. And he said, "Oh, it's just, you know, we've been told to throw it out and not use it and stuff." And anyway, this morning I just saw a, a snippet on uh, the news here talking about it, and it's not the lettuce that I've been eating, um, so it's okay. But to their credit, one of the, the good things that I have noticed here with the I don't call them waiters, they call them servers here, but one of the good things that I have um, definitely noticed is that they have a high, high level of service. And what he did was he came back a few minutes later and said, look, I feel, I feel terrible. He said, look, what, he said, I've bought you the chicken, um, you know, without the, the salad. And he said, there's no charge for that. I'm like, oh, wow, that's really cool. I mean, they just wouldn't have done that in Australia, I don't think. I thought, oh, that was really cool of him. And it was nice chicken too. So I thought that was good. And yet by the time I got to bed, so I hadn't spoken to the kids in a couple of days. That was Olivia's, that's my youngest. That was her uh, concert, dance concert last night. Unfortunately, I just couldn't be there. but I had a, a nice chat with Emily for well, about 15, 20 minutes and then I had to go to bed. It was, was about 5 o'clock or something there, 6pm, something like that. I just need to get some sleep and I slept like a baby uh, but I only had four hours sleep because I went to bed at 1, I was up at 5. I'm doing some work, uh, get, a, get a few things done this morning, uh, which was cool. Um, I don't know, things just, uh, the Wi-Fi is slower, the computer's slower, um, but I, you know, I've got a few things done. It's just not the same when you don't, you don't have that same speed. The things are just easier on a desktop or a laptop sometimes. Just, kind of what you're used to too but I got what I need to get done and I'm off off for today now I want to tell you about a couple of the highlights yesterday met some other really really great people yesterday but uh, the two highlights were these so I got to meet Gillian Michaels so Gillian Michaels is, is like she's a huge um, uh, you know, fitness icon around the world, really. I mean, it was her and Bob Harper that started the, the Biggest Loser. They were the first trainers in The Biggest Loser here in the US. And the, they kind of started that whole Biggest Loser thing. Uh, you know, she's a real hard, uh, you know, one of those hard, tough love type trainers, which, um, to be honest, I think Michelle Bridges copied her uh, but um, yeah, so she she's really cool, and so it was it was nice to meet her. So I got a photo with her. Unfortunately, um, the photos won't be available for some time because there's like thousands of them, I suppose, that they they're taking. Um, but yeah, it was cool meeting her and and uh, you know listening to her stories and you know the the trouble that she's had and the millions of dollars that she's lost through 
you know, failed business ventures and, and so forth. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was, it was great uh, to hear how, uh, you know, she started and, uh, you know, you, you kind of see these people and think that, uh, yeah, there's some overnight success. There's no overnight success. Actually, I heard someone recently say, yeah, I was an overnight success that took 14 years. Um, these, these people have to work so incredibly hard. And I think that, a bit like yesterday, has been a, a common message that has resonated through. No one has had an easy road here. It's all been, you know, really difficult and challenging and it's required perseverance there's been lots of failures uh, and the success doesn't come until you keep pushing through making sure you're surrounding yourself with the right people a good team but ultimately it's got to come from within you know that that uh, drive and and so forth to make it happen not just expect it to show up but you've got to you know like grab it by the scruff of the neck and just take it and and run with it and keep pushing and keep pushing through the failures and keep trying new things. What was interesting was listening to her perspective about, you know, what's the, the future of fitness? And she says it's definitely in tech, as in like technology. Because she said like the information, uh, her feeling is that the information age is definitely gone. Um, you know, because there's just so much content out there and, and so forth, which I guess is the challenge for me as well. To, and for her, she says she hasn't worked it out yet. It's like, how do, you, you know, how do you keep delivering? So, I mean, like this, this, the DVDs uh, pack of the past with here's a program and here's the DVDs uh, and so forth at home was the answer it's it's no longer the answer because of you know there's obviously youtube and all this other information out there so you've got to do it differently she said uh, the biggest challenge is coming up with a, a good solution for people that is accessible uh, hence why you know the app like apps various tech uh, solutions uh, are what's uh, what she believes is the, the future, which I, I can see that. I think there's something in our AI, artificial intelligence, which it, I guess is an extension of uh, tech. Um, artificial intelligence is going to be the way the, maybe where the next big change is and exactly what that looks like. We'll just have to wait and see. I mean, you'll, you'll have trainer robots and that kind of stuff. I mean, like the physical robots there at, at some point, or it will be uh, the, the 3D holograph or hologram uh, trainer that'll appear uh, before you, and, you know, those types of things. Uh, but, yeah, well, I found that fascinating, listening to her on that. The accessibility was uh, an interesting point um, so how do you make the whole process of getting healthier and fitter stronger 
accessible to people in a way that they're going to, uh, you know, pick it up and run with it. Um, as, you know, hard as she is uh, with her training, obviously some of it is done for, well, maybe a lot of it, uh, is done for, uh, you know, that media shock value. Uh, but she said that when it comes to getting somebody to you know make that change, she said sometimes you just gotta uh, you just gotta let them get to that right point where they're you know ready to make that change and and do it for themselves because it does really have to come from within. And what I did like is she said. Uh, something that I tell all my clients and ask them and she says it's got to come from their why. I said that's exactly what I say to my people. I say you've got to work out what it is that you want and then work out why do you want it? Why is that so important for you uh, to do it? Because until you you get that you're you're not gonna do it and you've got to kind of just let people you know go go on on their journey and she's saying as a trainer you can't take that on uh, because it's it's their part and they've got to own their part in it and then you don't own, own it for them I thought yeah that's that's really good advice um, so I really enjoyed listening to her I took heaps of notes I've filled uh, what one and a half notebooks now um, so I want a new one today actually I started it yesterday um, so I'll probably fill, depending on who they've got, uh, today and tomorrow, I'll fill that one. And actually, I don't think I have another one. Maybe I do. I think that's it. So that'll be, what, about, uh, one, twenty four, about 300 pages that I've filled. Uh, anyway, so the next person that came out was Ivan Drago. Now, do you know who Ivan Drago is? And you're probably thinking, what? I don't know who the hell that is. Okay, what if I said uh, the name Dolph Lundgren? So Dolph Lundgren played Ivan Drago in Rocky IV, uh, the, uh, the, the bad Russian dude that fought Sylvester Stallone. Uh, so that was really cool. Uh, so I got to meet him, have a photo with him. Uh, I tell you, all these people are so tall, like he's 6'5". Uh, but really great meeting him and listening to him and you just have no concept do you I, well I was in the line with a, a few people networking with them last night and saying that you know we build up this impression in our mind as to what somebody is like because of a role that they play and uh, you would think you know because the roles that generally uh, Dolph Lundgren has played is the bad guy the big uh, muscly bad guy and he's obviously not that but because he's played that role for so long he gets recognized for so long for playing yeah for being that person so therefore well that's what he must be really like but of course he's not like that at all uh, but it must be a challenge for actors um, so I remember listening to this documentary about Bruce Lee where, because Bruce Lee, in his movies, plays the hero and the unbeatable uh, fighter, 
he found that when he would go out, that people would constantly challenge him. Whether they be martial arts experts or whatever, they'd come up and they'd challenge him. So he'd, he'd sometimes get in these fights with people because they wanted to prove to themselves uh, or to someone else that, you know, I, be, I beat Bruce Lee or whatever. So, uh, yeah, you don't necessarily take these things into consideration when you're watching a movie and think, man, this person must have a really tough life because of this, what, what happens outside of it. Which is terrible, really. I mean, they're doing it for entertainment value and, and so forth. But um, uh, Dolph, he's had, uh, he's come from a very abusive family. And he's 62 years old now. And you can hear that it's only just been relatively recent that he started to really get on top of it. And he said he's had a lot of anger inside him for a long time. Um, he is starting to, he is starting to, uh, you know, get on top of that. Uh, but he's in therapy uh, for it. He says it helps. He he does a lot of meditation, which helps him as well. Um, but I guess you, once again, you, you gain these perceptions of people that they're they're unbreakable, and that because he plays a tough guy, he must be a tough guy and have it all together because. You think, oh, well, movie star, money, uh, that solves everything. And it doesn't. It doesn't. So I really enjoyed listening to, to his story as well and feeling there's a lot of pain uh, still inside him. But he is getting on top of it. Uh, and uh, once again, you know, the success stories of these people... Um, as I said before, not overnight comes from sheer determination and willpower and wanting to just make their lives better. And uh, Dolph was saying that, you know what, he, he just wants to be, live the best life that he can, be the best person that he can be and improve every day. Uh, Gillian said something similar. Each person says the same thing. We're all looking for that same thing. We want a better life. We want to be the best that we can be and constantly improve. It's a common, a common theme. Which means that, yeah, it doesn't matter who you are. We're all wanting the same thing and we can all achieve the same thing. All they do is they just work hard. They work really hard, stay focused, Uh, the, you know, the, the results will come. As I was walking about where I am right now, about six hours ago, I was talking to a guy saying that, you know, people ask, how does the coaching and everything with JT work? You know, what's it done for you and so forth? And it really has uh, absolutely uh, changed my life uh, for the better. Uh, but it, it's changed it incredibly. But it hasn't been an overnight thing where I'd say, boom, I've gone from here to here. And you hear stories of people saying, oh, yeah, I'm earning $10 million and, um, you know, all these great things have happened in terms of financial change and uh, reward. And I said, oh, thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. Um, 
somebody holding the door open for me. And I, I said to this guy I was walking with, I said, that hasn't happened for me. But I said, when you get to uh, listen to all the, um, the, you dig behind these people's sub-stories, if you like, uh, none of these have really happened overnight either. They don't tell you, you know, all the elements, uh, you know, every detailed part. They're only giving you the, yeah, well, this is where I am now. It's okay to, um, when you understand all the other elements, you, you know that, well, yes, this hasn't happened overnight for them either. It's been a steady process of consistent, uh, you know, consistent growth and consistent implementation. And I can certainly see now, 18 months later, wow, if I, if I look back, yeah, there's been a significant change. And absolutely, it has not happened uh, quickly. It hasn't happened overnight. It's been a long, steady haul of consistency, of implementation and growth uh, to get to where I am now. And um, I, I think what's exciting about that is the fact that uh, I'm, I'm no, nowhere near where I want to be, but I'm getting much closer. To where I want to be and each day is about what do I do today how do I go to that next step how do I go to that next step and uh, we just get closer and closer so um, I think that's uh, exciting um, so I've arrived at my location I am nice and early there's hardly anyone here now, given that there's two and a half thousand people here, that would indicate that maybe I am here too early. But I'm going to go start to line up because I want to get right to the front of the room today. Alrighty. Alrighty. Uh, so, I am going to go do some networking right now. And uh, you have a great day wherever you are and what's the message for today hmm stay away from the salad in California and I, I guess it's um, don't expect to get change instantaneously you know to achieve something absolutely massive and I guess that is a sliding scale of what of what massive is because massive to you to massive to someone else could be something different but you just got to keep pushing through just keep pushing through all right I'm out I'll see you tomorrow